0: Everybody. welcome to Bloody Podcast. I am your host Maria Felix, along with Lori Roggenkamp, Camp, and our resident guest Cash Habdumalik. Hello. Ooh.
1: Hi there. How's it going? <laughs> that's my John Wayne Bobbin impression. Oh, that's gonna be it. Hey, uh, how are you? Yeah, hi.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty close.
2: He's
1: devoid of any like fucking personality. Yeah,
0: he's such an idiot.
2: <laughs> oh, when he was showing off that uh, that that cup of like whatever he had. <laughs> yeah. Scissorp or whatever the hell, <laughs> like just <laughs> cough medicine and and methamphetamine. Yeah. Um. He, oh my god, I was like, are you just the the saddest person that's ever lived? The
1: dork. <laughs> Is
2: that in Lorena? Yeah. Yeah in, the, yeah. in the. um Yeah. I should probably preface that in the uh, podcast or not the po- the uh, docu series. When you first see him, he's got to fill up his fucking cup, and then put it oh, in yes. his sad ass. La- lazy boy <laughs> cup holder thing yeah that's, right. <laughs> yeah
3: that's right
1: and it's got this big ass stupid fucking you know 128 ounce cup
2: yeah yeah you gotta like, show it off
1: it's mine if you get you guys see the cup is that cool can I put it right <laughs> here boom's like fucking rolling his eyes He's like oh this guy sucks
0: <laughs> how long do we have to be here it's and awesome. you know that guy talks for hours and hours Ugh. like way long way longer than yeah. anybody needs to hear <laughs> yep uh, yeah. So when we last left off with Lorena Bobbitt, she had just cut it off snip, and had driven to her friend slash boss's house, Jenna Bassetti.
1: Can I also go on record and say how I feel about this, about the penis snip? Sure. Yeah. You fucking deserve it, asshole. Of course you deserve it. Don't rape it. anybody. If you rape somebody, you deserve to fucking cut your whatever thing off. Yeah. Horrible. Terrible. I think
2: that should be the punishment. That's yeah, that. mm-hmm.
1: yeah. It fits the I, fucking crime. Yeah.
2: I think if you're found guilty, you should be able to go in the back room, and a, the woman should be able to just cut your m- woman or man, mm-hmm. depending on who you raped, should be able to cut your penis off.
1: Yeah, they're like, okay, you got jail time, or mm-hmm.
2: and then you have to wear it around your neck for five years. Well,
0: that becomes not the wearing around your neck, but the uh, the sentiment that he deserved it becomes the whole central issue as uh, as to why it became such a big deal right uh you know in the public is really because he did he deserved it but then also like should she just get away with it you know
1: <laughs> um, i absolutely believe so, that she should
0: well yeah there's that sentiment and then there's the sentiment that you know it's more black and white than that and you can't have vigilante justice like that
3: so well
2: yeah but vigilante justice, I feel like, brings up a gray area of, you know, police or, like, justice, which is, like, is 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 the law truly just, justice or is it just legal issues, you know, done throughout the court? Like, I don't know. I feel like right. that sometimes justice is not necessarily served in a court of law.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. a lot of the time.
0: Yeah.
2: So, you know.
0: So before we, yeah. we keep going, I do have some corrections to make about my last episode. Uh, number one is that sh- the day that she tried to go to the police for the restraining order was not a few days before, but it was actually the day before the attack. Whoa. That she oh, tried to go wow. get a restraining order, um, okay. but then left because it, they told her it would take three hours and she wasn't willing to wait. And number two... The friend's name was not Robert Johnson that came and stayed down with uh, John and her that night. It was Robert Johnston with a T. And he was absolutely precisely there to move in and help John push Lorena out. Oh, so you were right. I was, I was. It was an assumption and I was right. Yeah, because he wanted to stay with the... They were fighting over who would keep the apartment. He wanted to stay with it and he got Robert Johnston to come down and um help him with that see i mean also just like come the fuck on
2: like as a man asking another hey man could you do me a huge solid me and my lady are breaking up could you maybe move into our apartment and intimidate her into leaving would right. that be yeah yeah then no Tr- yeah got your back dude
1: absolutely no
2: problem <laughs> cowards,
1: he- cowards helping cowards uh. What a loser uh, yeah. on both ends.
0: So, the night of the attack, Lorena has left the apartment, and John has ro- woken up Robert Johnston to get him to the hospital. So, Robert, still drunk, does drive John to the hospital. And the doctor on duty, when he saw John with a bedsheet wrapped around him, assumed that the cut was coming from his wrists. But when he removed his hand from his crotch uh, area and the sheet fell away, then he obviously sees that it was John's penis that's missing. And there's nothing wrong with his wrist. Oh, okay. The doctor said that he had already lost a third of his blood uh, while ER staff worked to stabilize him and figure out what to do next.
1: A third of his blood? Yeah. Really?
0: Because he's just bleeding out. He had wrapped a bed sheet around himself to, like, just get out. And so it's just bleeding. He's trying to apply pressure.
1: But how much pressure can you apply when it's fucking, ooh, it's an open wound?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Just like a fully... I've always heard, and I don't know if this is true, but I've always heard that, like, cloth or any kind of, like, absorbent material is not necessarily the best for putting over a wound. Like you want to get something that's not like a like a almost like a like a bag that like a chips come out of like a plastic bag. Something that the the blood won't absorb. It'll just go back into the body almost. And you put that around uh-huh. it and then you wrap it. So I
0: don't know if like, blood could go back into the body via the
1: wound. <laughs> you mean like plastic?
2: Yeah. I will say though that uh, up until my <laughs> mid twenties, I thought you could get pregnant if a man ejaculated into a hot tub and then you got into the hot tub. So I'm just saying that these are all things that I think are true. <laughs> that and so uh, you know this is health corner <laughs> with lawyer. Um, so
0: take it as you want. <laughs> there you go. That's another. Yeah, it's another uh, <laughs> list of, of of hard facts. I bet, I, Wayne, I
1: bet John Wayne Bobbitt just jerks off into hot tubs because he still believes that. He's like, yeah. get, get my seat out there in the world.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> get one of these bitches pregnant. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, you know, I always like to give a caveat whenever I t- 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 talk about anything.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, meanwhile, Jana is talking to Lorena and she's on the phone with the police and she explains to the police, Jana explains to the police what's, what happened. And she manages from Lorena to get information on where approximately Lorena threw out the penis while she was driving over to Jana's house. And she tells the police, who then go out to this corner field by the 7-Eleven to look for it. Um, it's not a small field. So I, it's commendable that they found it, I think. But I wish they had not the it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
0: they find it. They go to the 7-Eleven across the street and put it on nice, And then they use a little hot dog bag from the 7-Eleven to transport it to the
3: hospital.
2: <laughs> Can I talk about... Uh, sorry to keep bringing up the series, But uh, there's one part of the series that I just was fascinated by. And it's this part where they find the penis. And the sergeant or like one of the one of the people who found the penis refused to pick it up because he was extremely Christian.
1: <laughs> I remember hearing that. Right. Yeah. I remember hearing that.
2: So I, they don't go into <clears throat> any more detail, but what I gather is the logic that this man had is if I pick up this penis, I will then want to suck it.
0: yes and i, I, I will want to p- put it in my mouth this i want to put it in my
2: mouth and then i will be disown dishonoring the lord
1: <laughs> maybe he saw <laughs> yeah look at his fingers maybe yeah. he saw it on the ground and he was like oh and yeah. as soon as he saw it he was like he just dream weaver <laughs> i believe you can suck me through the night and he's just like oh He's like, why don't you pick that up, Rex? <laughs> He's like, what's wrong, Johnson? Can we, you don't want to pick it up? He's like, are you hear that music? No, no. Yeah. He runs, he runs <laughs> right back to, the, he ran back to yeah. the church. I'm having impure thoughts.
2: I just hope wherever that man is, that he is able to live his life the way he wants it. Because just he that can't. one sentence no. made me go, like, I know everything I know I need to know. <laughs> this Ab- yeah, this yeah. man is in pain.
1: If I was his friend, I don't know why I would be his friend. I would often have cylindric foods like <laughs> hot dogs and stuff yeah. and I would drop one near him all the time I'd be like oh hey, would you mind picking that up yeah <laughs> he'd be like you know it was a it was a penis okay it wasn't a hot dog <laughs> <laughs> no, all right but sure no problem let's pick it up
0: you mind touching it yeah help me out come on touch it, uh, <laughs> touch it. <laughs>
1: smell it <laughs> give it a little kiss
0: at the hospital the doctor on duty called dr berman a microsurgeon before they even knew if they would be able to find the penis and at first berman was like is it even worth for me to come down if you don't have the penis which is a fair question because like what is he going to do is he going to make one out of like a catheter like what is he supposed to just (laughs) that guy was clearly watching (laughs) something watching
1: a nice vhs tape It's like
0: 8 a.m. on a Saturday or Sunday. Oh, that
1: sucks. He's like,
0: come on.
2: He's (laughs) sipping his wine, listening to jazz music, watching (laughs) softcore porn, and he's like, At 8 in the morning? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's how doctors do it.
0: (laughs) That's how
2: doctors do it.
0: I mean.
1: Hardcore jazz. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
2: Hardcore jazz, softcore porn. Yeah. Um, In a classy way.
1: (laughs) In a a (laughs) Chianti.
2: Chianti. (laughs) He's just getting ready for the day. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah so yeah he's trying not to go in but then they find it so he like he has to go in oh yeah he has to go in God. and then him and dr sen a urologist work together for nine hours to reattach john's penis which to me is Jesus. like i get it they're doctors this is what they have to do But like they say in the docuseries, you know, the first thing they're thinking about is like, what can we do to save this penis? And the nurses are all like, what did he do to fucking deserve this? You know, which is the main question. Mm -hmm. But I mean, whatever code of ethics and then
1: Well, what is a penis essentially? It's a series of tubes. (laughs) 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 That's (laughs)
3: <laughs> Nine hours of tube to tube doctor. to tube to yes. tube.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they talk yeah. about, how, like, I think I only took one bathroom break. And it's like, what? Well, this guy didn't deserve all this, like, you know, like sweat and attention for, 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 like raping his, raping his wife. Can you imagine I, the, the head yeah.
1: trip that you have where you're like working on this penis? You're like, oh, I gotta use the bathroom real quick. And you go and you look at your own penis, you're like, Hoo-hoo thank god <laughs> thank god i'm not a rapist
3: or or
2: it's like you go use your own you look at your own penis just to see how it looks and you're like oh i gotta do this differently okay i did that right. i didn't do that right okay
0: yeah they keep uh, pulling their penis out at the table looking, looking yeah. at your penis to the face oh, okay. oh
2: we
1: gotta connect the tube a into tube oh, six
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I put it on the wrong way i put oh, it on god. upside oh, down we gotta
0: oh. we gotta reverse get the l key
2: Get
0: yeah. the Elkie. Which, which
1: way are his legs pointing? <laughs>
2: it matters. I got to be honest, I think with surgeons, I, I just don't get the sense that, look, I they obviously get into it for a specific reason, but I don't get the sense that, like, the person's life or the person's well-being is really their their main concern. I feel like it's more the story of we put a, we uh, reattached a penis that had been cut off, you know? Like, right. It doesn't matter who it is. They just like that story of like being able to do like these crazy surgeries and and being able to, you know, get that done sort of thing. So yeah. I yeah, I I mean, I think yeah, I, I I I think if I was a doctor or a nurse, I probably would have like, you know, maybe eased up on the anesthesia so he felt it a little more, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, that it's it's all for the conference. Yeah, it's all for the conference. You're just up at the podium like it was a cold day that day in November.
0: What, what month was it? I think it was,
1: June. It, was a, it was a warm June morning. I just finished drinking my Chianti. I just finished drinking my Chianti. I was listening to John Coltrane. <laughs> I was drunk. Oh, I was drunk, my friends.
3: Yeah.
0: As I always am. After calling the police, Jenna takes Lorena down to the police station. Lorena gives her statement to the police. But her words, jumbled and unsure, and remember she has a really heavy accent still, would prove to be taken out of context. This is a bit of what she told Detective Weitz at the police station. She said, Then I said, I asked him if he was satisfied with what he did, and he just half asleep or something. I was just mad, and... Detective Weitz then says, what, his... And then she says, "Then he say he doesn't care about my feelings. He did say that I, I asked him if he has orgasm inside of me, cause it hurt when it hurt me when he, when he made me do that before. He always have orgasm, and he doesn't wait for me to have, to have orgasm. He's selfish. I don't think it's fair. So I pulled back the shirt, the uh, sheets." And then, I did it. Detective says, all right, you cut him? I, yes. All right. How, Ed, you didn't know what you were doing? No, I guess not. So he was, so you were talking to him, and he was talking to you before it happened? Huh. Jeez. So she's... Not communicate, you know. It, it it comes up for her trial and for his trial, mainly for her that she says the 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 part that says he always have orgasm and he don't wait for me. And it's debated on on every special that comes out. You know, the of course John's lawyer is like, you know, well that's that's what she meant. That she was just an angry woman, an unsatisfied woman. It was. You know vindictive, whereas the other side of it is like it's clearly not it's the language that she knew, yeah, but it's not it's it's not what she was trying to convey is not as bluntly as he had an orgasm, and he never waits for me to have an orgasm was, yeah
2: i I always get so tired of of officers taking like you know. Uh like a three a m testimonial as like that well, no matter what she says, this is what she said this one time, so we have to take her at her word, yeah, and it's yeah. like, come the fuck up, like also, I just imagine like you know it's emotional, she's coming out with like all like you know everything that's ever pissed her off about John is now coming to the forefront you know Mm -hmm. i mean it's like it's one of those things where i like i think if the interview had gone on she'd been like and he leaves dishes in the dishwasher and expects that i'm gonna be the one to wash them uh no i work a full-time job he can wash his own goddamn dishes like you know and then it'd be like oh so that's why he cut his penis off and she's like no it's one of many things the rape is the main thing (laughs) like right
3: Yeah. yeah yeah
2: so it's just like come on like I don't know. It's like, to me, it it sort of has a smacking of Brenda, Brenda and Spencer when she shot up that school in San Diego and they were like, why'd you do it? And she goes, I don't like Mondays. And they were like, well, you heard it. She's a sociopath. And it's like, she was a 16 year old girl who was being raped by her father. Mm -hmm. And you know, she, she, uh, reacted in a terrible way, but it's like the one thing she says, I don't like Mondays. That's the thing that you're going to always kind of go back on. That's the headline, baby. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: Everybody at that point, <clears throat> everybody at that point is J. Jonah Jameson. They're just like, that's a soundbite. That's, that's what we're going to use. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't like Mondays. Put a picture a Garfield next door. It's going to be great.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so like, as soon as he, she says that thing about like, oh, he, and, then that, and then it's of course like, oh, well, you know, he doesn't wait, you know, he doesn't wait for me. And then it just becomes something to- totally different. It's just like, okay that's not what she was getting at and you know it Yeah. and you know that she has a language barrier and you took advantage of it Yeah. and if there's one thing that you we get across to you guys and i mean there's many things i've always said if there's one thing but a don't commit crime but b if you're gonna commit crime don't talk to the police ever 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 right oh in fact don't even if she was uh if she was uh you know spanish speaking or whatever just say, keep saying
0: abogado. Like, just don't talk to the police. Don't
2: even make it seem like you understand English.
0: Well, that like, was one
3: thing that Lorena,
0: Lorena points out now is she says there's never the even the question of having a translator in the room, which now she sees as, you know, wrong.
1: 100%.
2: 100%. They, they should, first, They should they should have done it later. And second, they should have been an attorney present and they should have had a translator present and they didn't do any because they knew what they were getting into. They knew Mm -hmm. what was happening. And yeah, so the the police will, they're not your friends. They are going to try and get you any any way possible. So yeah, it's
0: just, uh, it's infuriating. Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) After giving her statement, Lorena is taken to the hospital for a medical exam and rape kit. The story about the Bobbits and the reattached penis, which they successfully reattached, as we all know, made its way around the hospital and the police department. It got to the local news and then it hit national headlines. The name Bobbitt was bouncing off the tongues of Letterman, Leno, Whoopi, and Robin Williams and every other comic in no time.
1: Oh, penis. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about it uh, I can't do a good movie over go right now Venus <laughs> I <have hate> fever. <laughs> Penis. Uh, got
3: nothing
0: <laughs> John is questioned by police And denies having sex With Lorena that night Because Lorena has already She That was The the portion of her statement That we read was Like Just that A portion She does tell the police I was raped She uses the word Raped uh, And she tells And she tells uh a, a lawyer that does come to see her the same thing, and she tells a reporter the same thing. I was raped. So they go and they question him, and he denies having sex with Lorena that night at all. After Lorena's results had returned with his DNA present, he changed his story to say that he may or may not have had sex with her while he was asleep, but he can't remember for sure. Oh, Okay. And he maintains the old that sleep sex the old sleep sex yeah he maintains that even now uh, like he'll say he says i i i was known to to walk in my sleep uh, i could even have sex in my sleep like i don't know maybe
1: The uh, fact of the matter is, is i am um, uh, i used to get up and uh, get a bowl of uh, cornflakes when i would uh, be mm-hmm. sleeping mm-hmm. and okay. sometimes i would i would fuck the bowl of cornflakes oh, okay um so uh, wow. we could have had sex i um I, I don't know.
0: <laughs>
1: the cop punched him in his face.
0: Yeah,
2: it's it's just so. Shut up. Uh, also, I thought was interesting was that they, you know, there was that uh, she was getting tested for the rape kit in the same hospital that John was recovering from his surgery.
0: Yeah, I think that's more haunting for her. Yeah, um, I'm sure, but at the same time from the outside perspective it's like well yeah i mean it's the only hospital like in town right? Sure. You're supposed to. yeah sure well Let i guess that. her
2: his his brothers told i think it was they told jenny jones i think i don't yeah, know yeah they, they, told they some... later on yeah. tell jenny jones yeah i remember
1: jenny jones mm-hmm. yeah that they were
2: uh <laughs> the underrated jenny jones um no she's fine that that they were uh uh looking for her to kill her in a hospital. filled the police. And I'm like, oh, so it's not just John Wayne that's the dumbass Mm-mm. in this film. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> They're all clearly like abusive meatheads.
3: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, with Jenna's help and advice, Lorena lawyers up, and she gets a Hollywood publicist named Alan Hogg. H e h a u g, Not Hogg. Hogg. <laughs> Which made them, the, the, then the media uses this move of her getting a publicist as fair game. Uh, or like a fair game where they're like, okay, normally we don't publish the name of, poten- of rape victims or abuse victims, potential rape victims. But in this case, she has a publicist. So she obviously wants us to talk about it. Which I get. I see that. It's like, yeah, it is a weird move to immediately get a Hollywood publicist on your side but that's also how quickly Jana kn- knew that the story would grow like that's how fast yeah. it was growing i should say Th-
2: that kind of stuff i feel like it's like they were gonna n- list her name to no matter what i mean it's like one of those things where yeah maybe they could they could argue that they might have tried to keep it out of the news and Im- meet uh like right away but it was gonna come out i mean there was no there was no like secrecy back then you know it just sure it's not you're not legally supposed to or not i guess you're not ethically supposed to but yeah the cop the the media didn't care and this is a very insane story so of course they were going to want to you know it, it was it was smart of her to do it it's like it's one of those things like when you again when you commit crime and you hire a lawyer and they're like oh well clearly you're guilty
3: yeah
0: no meanwhile The Prince William William County prosecutor, Paul Ebert, had to decide what to charge Lorena with and how to charge John. So he decides to charge Lorena with malicious wounding. And right before John was set to be discharged from the hospital, three weeks after the attack, he charges him with sexual abuse of a spouse. He would prosecute both separately. Which I, like, this is the case that made this dude. This one and the DC sniper made this dude's career. Like, that, that's that's what he's known for. Oh, okay. Yeah. People, obviously, as we talked about, were enthralled with the case. Patricia Ireland, former president of the National Organization for Women, cited the recent occurrence of the Anita Hill case, which had occurred in 1991. In that case, it concerned Clarence Thomas, a circuit judge who had been nominated to the Supreme Court by then-President George H.W. Bush. Thomas was all but sworn in when a recording from the FBI of Anita Hill giving a statement that her boss, Thomas, had sexually harassed her on many occasions, leaked. The hearings for his swearing-in were reopened. And Anita Hill testified that Thomas had hit on her while she was his assistant, had used work settings to discuss his own, quote, sexual prowess, discussed group and animal sex with her, and had asked her out on many occasions, all of which she had declined. She had been his assistant at the Department of Education and continued on with him at the Equal, Oppo- Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Hill's testimony was undermined when she was questioned as to why she could she continued on with him after the first job. And she explained that she believed the advances would stop and thought that the better career move would be to become to be continue to be a public servant instead of joining a private firm. And if we're being honest, we also know it was undermined because she was a black woman.
1: They treated Anita Hill like dog shit.
0: Yeah. Now, given Clarence Thomas is, also, is a black man.
1: Yeah, but... But they treated her terribly. They treated terribly. her horribly. And every single time I look at Clarence Thomas, that's all I think about. Just like, you got away with fucking murder, you piece of shit, dude.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, <clears throat> I remember when, uh, vaguely when it happened, because my mom used to have, like, um like, parties. We'd have, like, parties over, and we would watch the news and stuff like that. Like, that was the fun things that my family did. Um, and the oh, like big the news thing, parties, yeah, 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 that's
0: pretty, that's pretty fun. <laughs> the
2: big thing in my, in the house, I remember distinctly that everyone saying like, oh, they're just doing this because this is a black man. Like basically they were saying that Anita Hill was like a pawn for like to bring down this justice. Who's a black man right? sort of thing. Right. And right. so for the longest time, that's what I, and then, then like as the story unfolds and you start to see like, oh no, like this this is like a real so it was like the narrative like they i don't know i just felt like it was like i don't even think they cared that it was a black man like it's just this was a woman who was being assaulted by this man repeatedly
0: mm-hmm. well they and, did i feel like honestly she was in some ways a pawn and they you know they assassinated her character and and they were both they were both As as most political figures are, they're both just, you know, representations of something much bigger. And in this case, Clarence Thomas was like a black Republican. So he would have been a great big move for the Republicans. But, Uh, um, you know, then they use Anita Hill, who is a black woman to. To in their eyes, target him. Which compounds the whole thing. So yeah, it's, it becomes a, it, that's, and that's, you know, that's where, part of the reason it became such an inflammatory case. And this was 91, this was before Bobbitt. Um, So that was still, that was, that is basically the whole reason why it remained on people's minds up until, you know, even through 1993 when Bobbit happens. This, you know, this is yeah. still at the forefront. Four women who could have corroborated Anita Hill's testimony were also set to testify but none of them were called in what was later revealed by the LA times to be a deal between Republicans and the uh, Senate judiciary committee chair who oversaw all the hearings, Democrat Joe Biden. Thomas was confirmed and Hill suffered publicly and professionally for many years afterwards. She had her wins, but she also had her losses. She had to like, they had found a name, a foundation in her name for um a college i believe the college that she attended and republicans and other other republicans and, who were in power in in that same state rallied so hard against it that they defunded the foundation and she eventually had to resign from her job uh at the college as well but the case mobilized feminists notably many black feminists and ultimately resulted in more women being nominated to the Supreme Court. That's that's a little background on the case of Anita Hill and how it was still on the minds of a lot of people at the time. Uh, also, Joe Biden in his uh, presidential election campaign did publicly apologize to Anita Hill for everything that she had been put through because of his actions. Oh, uh, Okay.
1: I mean, lesser evil, obviously, but fuck, dude, still evil. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, all of these, Anita Hill, Clarence Thomas, they're all just, like, you know, part of part of a bigger picture, a, a, part of a bigger game Yeah, that, you know, everyone is a pawn. Absolutely,
1: yeah. absolutely.
0: Anyway, back to the Bobbits. The date for John's trial was set before Lorena's. Meanwhile, the doctors were super excited about their surgery and they started making TV appearances as much as they could. They went on Mari and Lorena also started giving interviews and she gave her first interview in exclusive to Vanity Fair along with a photo shoot. And she went on 2020, a month before John's trial. Oh, wow.
1: Vanity Fair is a good place to go.
0: Vanity Fair is cool. Like, it's like, oh, right, cool. If like, if you're going to be interviewed for, like, a crime you did, go with Vanity Fair because you're going to get, like, a great photo shoot. No matter <laughs> yes. what. And she did. Yeah. She got yeah. a great photo shoot. She's immortalized in the pages of Vanity Fair. And, mm-hmm. you know, this is the, uh, the Vanity Fair. I think it was the editor-in-chief is the one that says that famous quote about how nobody would care about this, about this case if they weren't attractive if John and Lorena weren't considered attractive yeah
2: yeah that's, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. that's
1: true
2: yeah it was me, me me and like you know i don't know tom arnold people be like yeah well i don't <laughs> i don't care about it don't that. you dare put yourself Stop down it. there with
1: tom arnold <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, dude, she come and dick off. <laughs> Here here's five jokes about it that don't work.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> remember I dated Roseanne? I was married to her? Remember? That's
3: right. That's, that's right. right. That's right.
2: And my sister was a meth queen. Yep. Um <laughs> That's just that's just Tom Arnold's set now, is just remember? <laughs>
3: remember? I was in true lies. <laughs>
1: He was good. He was getting true last. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: John's trial begins (laughs) in November of 1993. Gregory Murphy represented John. And he made the decision to not have John address the 2020 episode. Because he says it's because he wanted the jury to hear John's side of the story first. But it's obviously more likely because John is an idiot who you can't trust to be in front of a camera Mm -hmm. at all. Oh, so it makes sense to just keep him quiet until the until like the trial when he yeah. absolutely has to be present. Yeah.
2: He, well, he was like he was talking about it from second one. He was talking and they were like and, and then the, he would always go back and forth between what what happened. So he'd go be like, oh, maybe I, I sleep fucked her. Um, But then also, I don't think I did. Yeah. But then I drank a little bit, but I wasn't too drunk. But then I passed out and I couldn't wake up when she was holding my penis because I was so drunk.
0: <laughs> it was like, he could okay, not dude. Keep, yeah, he could not keep his story straight. And then at one point, or at different points, he's like, she was playing with my penis. I felt it before Like I was like falling asleep. And then the other times, he's like, I just felt two tugs and then the slice. So...
1: She's playing with my penis. Yeah, like,
0: he says a lot of the time, she was fondling me, like, she was, like, touching me, and that's all I felt, like, in between and out of sleep. Ugh. You know, he's awful. The prosecution for John's trial said Lorena was a traumatized woman who had attacked John after suffering years of abuse at his hands. The defense claimed there were no indications of forced sex from the rape kits taken of Lorena after the night of the attack. On top of that, both Lorena and John verified that in the days before the attack, they had had consensual sex. And then the small timeline of that is that on June 18th, she was raped by him on their fourth wedding anniversary. Then on June 20th, they had consensual sex. And then... She was raped again by him on June 23rd, which was the night of the attack.
2: Oh, okay. Mm -hmm.
0: Lorena says that her, Lorena said in her police statement, as we heard, and in trial, in John's trial, that she experienced a lot of pain in her vagina after the rape on June 23rd. But the prosecution argued that there was no indications of trauma or force in the rape kit taken from her. There was no tears or anything, supposedly. The jury, after hearing everything... Oh, sorry. There's one more thing to say. John claims, as we were saying, that he could not hold an erection due to the alcohol. And even though they wanted to have sex, he fell asleep. He says that he later kind of woke up with Lorena sitting up next to him, talking to him, and then he felt two tugs... And then excruciating pain. (laughs) And later interviews, as we had said, he refers to the two tugs as fondling. Which is a big difference between like a two tug where, where, you know, she's obviously like she's making it taut. She's like, mm, mm. Oh, <laughs> the, yeah. please Before stop. she slices.
1: Jeez, you went with the knife upwards. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God.
2: Cash, how are you? Let's run through. Let's unpack some emotions you're feeling right now. How are you feeling? How are you doing? You okay. doing okay?
1: So I'm doing a Kegel exercise almost.
0: Because, like, <laughs> is it going back into it? Yeah.
1: Home? It's like <laughs> it's the rabbit trying to go back inside the hole. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I don't want to go
2: inside.
1: It's cold. Um, it's it, you feel it in your stomach when you hear someone talk about this. I can't imagine having my penis separated from my body. I just can't. And
2: well, yeah, I mean that would be that would be weird if you were like every night I take my penis off and
1: I put detachable it
3: on the penis.
1: Yeah, exactly. I click I, I <laughs> click it. It whirs. Some steam escapes, and then I place it on the mantle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I say good night, my friend.
0: It's the secret to a happy marriage.
1: Yeah. And my dick yeah. goes, Good night, boss. Oh, your your dick
2: is a fifty year old woman who's who's had it up to here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hey Jeannie. How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? How's it going I've had enough. <laughs>
2: hey look, we're not gonna we're not gonna play Patsy here. We're here to do one job and one job only.
1: <laughs> By the way, the jets are awful this year. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I told you that. I told you that, and you did not listen to me. Yeah, she, she never listened to me. Yeah,
1: my dick smokes cools, cool one hundreds, <laughs> <laughs> Slims. Tell your mother, I said hi. Yeah, God bless.
0: She's a great woman.
1: Great you know, cow.
3: Great cow. You gotta call her more.
0: So after hearing everything, the jury felt that he had suffered enough, and they acquitted John of sexual abuse of a spouse after four hours of deliberation. After?
2: I, oh, that's that's infuriating. I honestly feel like there was a missed opportunity for him to be in prison. He should have been in prison with his limp penis.
0: <laughs> Don't forget that it was also very hard to prove spousal abuse at the time in Virginia. Oh, yeah, that's true.
1: Okay, uh, oh, That's a shame.
0: Yeah, so in episode one, we had explained that there was at the time a law that said that uh, basically the only two ways to prove spousal rape were if there was significant bodily injury to the woman, or if they were actually physically separated as in living in different places at the time of the rape. Those were basically the only two ways. And because of Lorena's, you know, because of the Lorena Bobbitt trial, that eventually changes, which is great. Wow. After his trial, Gregory, John's lawyer, had a friend hide John upstate at a cattle ranch. Again because he's an idiot. <laughs> and Lorena's trial is coming up. While he was up there, Gregory heard that John thought was was telling people that he was trying that he was thinking about leaving the ranch for a little bit, which is exactly what his lawyer told him not to do. And when he called him to find out, why he wanted to leave the ranch for a little bit, he said that there was a John Wayne Bobbitt look-alike contest in town that he
1: thought he could win. <laughs> that he, that he, yeah, thought he thought
0: he could, he could win. win.
1: He's Maybe. like, I, I kind of look like him. Yeah, I mean, I think if I work out a little bit,
0: <laughs> it's like a Homer move. It's like everything he does is a Homer Simpson move, except for like, oh. <laughs> you know, like, like Homer Simpson from hell.
2: Also, <laughs> especially like as like the worst like. I don't understand these people of like. If you're thinking of leaving the town, the ranch, leave the ranch. It's like he has to tell like five people. Like hey, uh, yeah. just FYI, I'm
1: thinking of leaving. He's an idiot. He's, he's an, an idiot. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna take take a walk and leave the leave the ranch. Where
0: are you you going,
1: John? There's a John Wayne Bobbitt competition. His full name is John Wayne Bobbitt. There's a yeah. John Wayne Bobbitt competition. Uh, lookalike competition that's down <laughs> down the road. I think I'm gonna enter it. I,
3: think yeah. I,
1: I really think I could take home the gold.
0: What's the grand prize? Five dollars. <laughs> yeah, it says <sounds> about right.
1: <laughs> five five dollars and change. But,
0: but it's it's ten dollars to enter.
3: So. Yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> That's why he was telling people because he had to borrow the ten dollars. had to borrow the ten bucks. <laughs> Come on, man! I'll pay you back. I'll get, after I get five
2: dollars, I'll pay you half back. <laughs> Somebody gives him
1: twenty. He's like, but I need ten. It's like, uh, <laughs> John Wayne Bobbitt <laughs> I don't get you
2: I, I had a John Wayne Bobbitt once when I was at a car car dealership I don't like anything that's like not divisible by 5 like this is in <laughs> my heyday of my anxiety right and so I was at a car dealership and we were at uh we were, we were at 200 a month payments and my mom wanted to go lower and they were like um Okay, we can go to 198. And I was like, "Can we go back up?
1: Oh my god, 205? Is
2: that possible?" And my mom goes, "Lori, we will not be paying more because of your stupid (laughs) anxiety." Yeah, Lori, shut
0: (laughs) shut up, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Go wait in the car. Yeah, I wish I had John Wayne Bobbitt as a daughter. Uh, (laughs) I
2: thought it was weird at the time, but now (laughs) it makes sense.
1: I love Uh, that you called him Homer Simpson.
0: Lorena's trial took place on January 23rd, 1994. Well, that's the first day of it. Blair Howard was her new attorney. She had replaced him with her, or she had replaced her older attorney with Blair because she says that she felt her first one wouldn't fight for her life in court. (laughs) But she was right. Blair Howard definitely did. So during her trial... The prosecution alleged that Lorena was completely cognizant of her actions and was a scorned woman who acted out of anger. The defense said Lorena had suffered from temporary insanity from the trauma she obtained from the abuse, essentially taking the prosecution's stance in John's trial and turning it up to a hundred for themselves, which I found interesting. They really they just flipped the tables. They turned the tables. Yeah. They, they took the tables and they flipped them. Yeah, that's what they did. They, they certainly moved those tables around. Yeah. See these they, tables? Yeah.
1: They're rearranged, bitch. Yeah. They were not shy about rearranging tables.
0: <laughs> there was no musical chairs to be played. There's no time for games.
3: Uh, only tables. <laughs> only tables. <laughs>
0: I'm here to do
2: one thing. I'm here to drink water and rearrange the fucking table and I'm all out of water.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: They put John Wayne on the stand. Great move. Because he made himself look like an asshole. He claimed that he had never physically harmed his wife. He did admit that he may have shoved her and restrained her and held her down on, quote several occasions quote but he never harmed her
3: hmm.
2: yeah yeah it, that was always the funniest part with his questioning is that he would make these declarative statements and then backtrack and be like oh but yeah like i mean i shoved her but i wouldn't consider that harming her <laughs> yeah and it's like all right what's your definition of harm douchebag like yeah come on idiot
0: howard oh. blair howard presented John with a copy of the family advocacy abuse report that Lorena had filed with the Marines in November of 1990. So like right after they got married. And he said, as he looked at, as he looks at the paper, he says that he doesn't deny it, but can't remember the form or the incident. He admits, uh, you know, he admits that it's his signature on there. But he doesn't remember signing. He doesn't remember anything about what the incident, what the incident report is referring to. He admits now that he couldn't keep his story straight on the stand. Like he's such an idiot. He's the worst. He's such. A, it's just like
2: if you're gonna be an abuser, at least read a book. You know, like yeah. be a slightly intelligent person. But he's just a dumb fucking abuser. You know? It's just like, come on, dude. Yeah. Like you're,
0: in just, a way, you're such a stereotype. In a way, thank God he's such an idiot. Cause if he had been able to get away with this even more than he already did, because he is he is stumbling through it somehow and landing gracefully every time like semi gracefully every time, you know? Mm-hmm. He gets acquitted and then he just he's like, I get to go be a cowboy for a few months. Yeah, said, I'm gonna do cowboy stuff. That's what he said. He said, I he
3: said I'm
1: gonna stuff. do cowboy stuff?
0: Yes. You <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah, because he's such a dumb piece
2: of shit. He doesn't know what cowboy stuff is, so he just is like, uh, cowboy stuff, you know?
1: Cowboy stuff. Even uh, after dumb,
0: doing it for, for months, he's like, it's cowboy stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna chase the cows and milk the pigs.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, he's
2: he definitely milked a bull, for sure. <laughs> yeah. The stupid
0: one.
2: He liked
1: it.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, him and that Christian cop are like milking the the
0: horses.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the defense had dozens of witnesses testify to instances of abuse in public, from John to Lorena, where and they had witnesses talk about the bruises that she would often show up with to public areas. How they argued in public. There was a neighbor who had talked to Lorena the night before the attack about how she was being raped. Because even though, and some in her heart of heart, even though Lorena knew she was being raped, you know, when you're a sexual, when you're in a, when you're a victim, when you're a sexual abuse victim, it's you're in some sort of denial from that too, Mm -hmm. which she was. And her neighbor downstairs, who can clearly hear them all the time if you live downstairs. you live downstairs, you're hearing her get abused all the time, which is awful. And she has a little lady neighbor that lives downstairs who is telling her that she's being raped. And she gives her some literature, some pamphlets on, like, you know, spousal abuse and rape that Lorena goes home with the night before the attack. Um, Awful. Yeah. Which is
3: Awful.
2: Yeah, it was really bad. She had that woman who uh was like the one of the last women to ever be like have her hair cut by or something. Remember that woman uh-huh. in the stocky series and she was like saw the bruises and was like you have to get out of there. Like immediately knew what was up and was just like uh you got to get out of there. You got to get out of there. And then like 7 days later the yeah. incident happens. Yeah.
0: Everybody has, was trying to get her out of there. She had talked to like counselors and she had talked to like family advocates of the Marines and stuff. And there's people that were giving her, offering her a place to stay and all that. Um, yeah. Before, because everybody knew that John was abusing her and they had witnesses that had talked to John and John had told them that he enjoyed forced sex and that it turned him on to force sex upon people. Mm <clears throat>
2: Yeah, and his big thing was forced anal sex. (sighs) He loved forced anal sex. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, honestly, it's like, why would you tell people that?
0: Like, how much of a freaking... Such an awkward conversation. Because, you know, like, he doesn't have friends. He has, like, people that he drinks at the bar with. He has other Marines that are, are now also let go from the Marines. Um and he has he can't keep a job down. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. So he's the guy at the bar that's telling you for some reason he's a, I enjoy forcing sex, fish, anal sex.
1: It's probably what he we got fired up from all those fucking jobs. Yes. They're like, Hey yeah. John, you wanna pass me that screwdriver? He's like, Sure, you know what this reminds me of? What? Forced anal sex. I'll tell you what, why don't you uh not come back tomorrow?
2: <laughs> you know, yeah, we don't we actually don't need uh we don't need Uh, Electrician in this. uh, We don't need this person.
1: We don't need this kind of talk at Home Depot. That's not the kind of story that we are. I mean, that's fair. (laughs) This shit may work over at Ace, but not (laughs) here. Yeah.
0: (laughs) When Lorena testified, she testified about how he had guilted her into the abortion, uh, that at one point she recorded him insulting her. Around the time that they began to talk about divorce and she wanted to go talk to, she went to go talk to a divorce lawyer and she felt she needed evidence about how he abused her. So she tried recording him uh, and he, she had gotten recordings of him insulting her about being Spanish, about not having blue eyes or blonde hair, about being too small, about not being American and thus not being good enough for him. Days after that, John found the tape recorder in her purse, played it, heard his own voice, and then proceeded to beat her, including kicking her in the stomach and raping her in that instance as well. She also testified that he had also told her that he preferred to have forced sex with her over anything else. Oh, man. She said that she remembered every instance of abuse, every put-down and every rape, that he had committed against her, but she does not remember cutting his penis off. The prosecution, when it was their turn, started out by poking holes in her story about not remembering. Lorena cried all throughout the defense and prosecution questioning her. She just the the waterworks do not stop. Like I'm not saying that in a derogatory way. I'm saying she cannot stop crying throughout either her defense testimony, or when the prosecution is questioning her.
1: Of course not. Of course not.
0: Ugh. Awful. The prosecution then pointed out that several friends, including her downstairs neighbor, had offered her a place to stay or legal help in order to gain protection from her husband. And yet she did not want to get a divorce. Lorena said it was because she wanted more than the divorce, she wanted to be able to be safe from him and to not have him follow her, that she was scared of him. When the prosecution asked her what she remembered, she said she said she had just had all the pictures in her head of the things that he had done to her. Then that's all that she could remember when she picked up the knife. They also asked her how she had felt when she thought John was having an affair. She replied first off by saying John did have an affair he was having an affair. To which the prosecution asked, do you remember telling a friend that if you ever found out that if John were having an affair, you would cut his penis off? Lorena denied this during the trial. And I don't think that she ever said that to a friend. I think that this was the prosecution leading the jury.
2: But Yeah, that's way too specific. It's so specific. <laughs> it would be like if I... It would be like if I got upset with Star and, uh, you know, like cut off her, the top of her pinky and then in court, it was like, did you ever, do you remember when you said you, when you got upset with Star, you would cut off the top of her pinky, but not cut the whole pinky off so that the most -hmm. of the pinky could stay there, but the top part would be gone. And I'd be (laughs) like, no, I don't say that to another human being. Why would I do that? Although now, technically, I have said it, so I really should not. Do
3: it.
0: Um, <laughs> just don't tell Star, anyway, yeah. and then that'll be fine. Yeah,
1: I've I'm watched. Like, I've watched enough Law and Order to know that this is a bullshit defense. Yeah, bullshit. The P- judge should...
0: prosecution. You mean?
1: Yes. Yes. Sorry. Yes. Not yeah. I, apparently. I haven't watched enough Law and Order.
0: <gasps> no, it's in <okay>. oh, <laughs> the <yeah>. defense
1: risks. Approach <laughs> the yeah. bench. <laughs> approach the bench what do you think you're doing that there mccready
2: <laughs> it does seem like it does seem like uh uh like almost like a, a law and order prosecution move where they're trying to get the the defendant to be like super pissed off so that way she points at the the uh you know john wayne and goes i i'm glad i cut your penis off
0: i would cut your penis off a thousand times
1: you know? <laughs> right exactly yeah there you have it your honor
0: But that's the thing. It's like, I don't there. I think the prosecution, because again, it's that same dude. It's Paul Eber every time. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Yeah. He did put up a fairly good fight, I think, with with like against Lorena Bobbitt, but not really as best as he could have. Maybe that was his best. I don't know. But it seems more like he was like you, 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 what you're saying. Basically, their argument is she was just a scorned woman and not a victim of trauma when they very well know she was a victim of trauma it's just that they have to prosecute her that's the yeah. law they yeah. you know they can't just let her walk away from it so
3: exactly
0: so they're like they're zeroing in on like you say you don't remember what happened but do you remember do you remember and the thing is she did remember because when she did the 2020 interview before even John's trial she says she says, I picked up the knife. She, like, says it. She's like, I picked up the knife. I went back into the bedroom. I took off the sheets. I thought about everything, you know. In essence, she's saying I thought about everything that he's ever done to me, and I kept thinking about that stuff, and I cut it off, you know. Yeah. I did it. I, I pulled on and I cut it off. So she is has already said, I, I remember how to do it. That. I remember what I did. Right. But the prosecution is <laughs> still, like, so you're saying you don't remember do you remember and she's like no 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 i don't remember i don't remember like you you're sure you're sure that's what it seems like (laughs) yeah they know yeah they know that she knows she said it on national television Yeah.
2: yeah it's it's almost like they want to be like woman who cut off a man's penis for no other reason than she scorned
0: say what what
3: Ah.
0: I said, huh? I said, huh? Yeah, <laughs> prosecution rests. No, do over, do over. And then they give a do over.
3: All right, counselor, <laughs> approach the bench. <laughs> um,
0: I won't spend a whole lot of time talking about like how many, like thousands of people were paying attention to the case and how, and how there was like protests outside of the, uh, of both trials, especially in Lorena's trial. You know, there was like, I'll mention that there is Latino. And there was uh, women's rights groups, and there was also men's rights groups, and everybody was there, and everybody was like, all about this case.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: That's, that's all I'll say about that. Yeah. This
2: case was like, it was like a meeting of the minds.
1: <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah, very much so. Everybody had a stance. Yeah.
0: Everybody had a stance. Yeah. It. And it was, you know, it was, a, it was, lack of a better word, it was a great case. The jury. It was, yeah. Yeah. The jury deliberated for seven hours over two days. If she had been convicted, she could receive up to 26 years in prison and/or deportation. The jury found her not guilty of malicious wounding by reason of insanity. That meant that as soon as the verdict was read, Lorena was whisked away for psychiatric assessment. Outside, the public rejoiced. Lorena was under five weeks of evaluation at the Central Hospital before she was released on February 28, 1994. After her release, she gave another interview to 2020. Meanwhile, John and his family went on Jenny Jones on The Jenny Jones Show.
2: (laughs) I loved The Jenny Jones Show.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't watch that one. I didn't
1: watch. She that always seems so fucking phony.
0: She was phony because she always <laughs> she had the trashiest funny. like people on.
1: Yeah, and she was always like, "Oh, and she's like, okay, there's apparently a bunch of guys who want to make love to balloons. We're gonna come back and see them in a minute." And you're like, <laughs> yeah. "All right, well, fuck this." Yeah, and she was always
2: like, she was like, uh. She was always, like, asking questions that were just, like, she thought were so, like, she was, like, it's so funny that this is happening. And then they just, people be like, yeah, that's exactly what happened. she'd be like, so you mean to tell me that your (laughs) wife cut off your penis? (laughs) What? (laughs) It's like, yeah.
1: Yes, that's the perfect impression of Jenny Jones. There's only one Jenny Jones that I care about. And that's the Jenny Jones omelet that they serve at Roscoe's Chicken. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> it's tremendous did
2: you, did you guys ever watch her stand-up jenny Jones' stand-up
1: no. oh my god no
2: oh man it it's so funny it's exactly what you think a 1980s white woman stand-up would be um man, but talking about casseroles
1: yeah. and, yes. and laundry
2: it's so so cringe um but it's funny but it's like but then it's just funny because it's like you see her and Her show, and then you see the stand up, and you are like, "Oh, okay, now I get it. Now I get."
1: Wow, that's crazy.
2: Yeah, she wasn't a Sally Jesse Raphael. She wasn't like trying to like. I felt like Sally Jesse Raphael was like trying to help people sometimes. Hmm. She did. Jenny Jones just did not give a shit. She was just like, "I just want to put you on stage, and we're all gonna laugh at you."
0: She was. Yeah, she was. She was as ruthless as as Jerry Springer, but she just pretended not to be. Exactly. Exactly. She just pretended to be flummoxed all the time. What? <laughs> you know, what? Flummoxed? What? I do remember Sally Jesse Raphael's red glasses and her sh- like short haircut after a while. Yeah, she, she looked was like cool.
1: The, she looked like that. Yeah, t- she didn't have glasses. One, two, three,
0: three. Okay, okay. So on Sally, on, excuse me, on Jenny Jones, Brett Biro, John's brother, took every opportunity to say that Lorena was the violent one, and that he wanted to kill her after he had found out what she had done to his brother, and that she was the crazy one, and this and that, blah blah blah. And he still maintains that to this day. He obviously has problems at home, but we'll maybe we'll hear about him in a few years.
2: Oh, John Wayne Bob. Oh, <laughs> that's true. No,
0: Brett Bureau, his brother.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, his brother. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling that all of them have like a criminal record of some kind they all just seem like total fucking idiots yeah and just like the worst people
0: john also went on the howard stern show and other shitty radio shows he did he just did every opportunity he could Mm -hmm. um he did a lot of howard stern interviews where howard stern repeatedly insulted lorena and said that she had never been raped and that, you know, made jokes about John having to smack around his next girlfriend, which he did, by the way, as we'll get to it. All, all of them. All. all of them. All of them. Yeah. Jesus. And he ran a telethon to raise money for John's legal and medical bills. He raised $260,000 yeah. for John, all under the guise of his edgy jokes.
1: Edgy meaning Shitty.
0: And we were just talking about this with somebody yesterday about you know how I was doing this research and well, the the terrible things that Howard Stern said about Lorena and apparently Howard Stern is now like less misogynistic because he has daughters. Yeah, <laughs> things
2: oh. have changed. Things have
1: changed. Don't you
0: love that? Don't
2: you love <laughs> when a piece of shit man has a daughter mm-hmm. and it's like his eyes are like all women are daughters? Like, it's like, oh, God.
1: He's like, now now I have a personal stake in in the well-being of women, so now I actually have to say that I give a shit. Yeah.
2: I mean, honestly, I have never once ever in my entire life been like, you know, I have a brother, and I wouldn't want my brother. No, it's just like a human being. Fucking (laughs) A human being should not be treated like shit. Like, stop, stop. And not everything has to be wrapped around your fucking little world be- mm-hmm. for
0: you to care about it. That's the problem with most of humanity. Exactly. But we digress. John also went to a party in Vegas and met none other than Ron Jeremy. Ha <laughs> ha! The Hedgehog. Yes, and Ron Jeremy got John Wayne in the porn, and John Wayne's first pe- first porn was called John Wayne Bobbit Uncut.
1: I saw that. Did you see it? I worked at a video store, and I remember I I, I I I was uh putting this putting them away, and we got the new we we whatever. I saw the video when I was a kid, and I remember looking at his dick specifically, being like, "Can you see it? Can you tell?"
0: And that was the whole thing about the porn is everybody was watching the porn because you wanted to see the Franken penis.
1: Yeah, and it just looked like a penis. Yeah, a gross white penis.
2: Oh man, I was hoping you would say like it just looked like a regular black penis. I I was really hoping you'd say that.
0: (laughs) I like I like how Ron. Personally, my favorite thing about this is that Ron Jeremy was so excited. He's so proud of himself for this porn, and granted, he should be. It is in essence a great idea. But when he's saying when he's talking about shooting it, he's like. You know, I shot it and it looked great, and like we recreated the scene, and you know, I even had the knife. and And people told me, people told me, "Hey, that that glint on the knife looks real nice, Jeremy, real nice." It's like, yeah, you got a glint on the knife, you fucking idiot. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, idiot! Oh my god!
2: And Ron Jeremy now is like apparently like a major found out he's a major rapist too. So I've been on yeah. all, yeah. A, all, yeah. yeah backstage going like what do you like i like uh I like forced uh you inter- know what do you like uh i like to drug a woman it's
1: like <laughs> we're great friends he's like you know i try to have this conversation with people at the home depot where i used to work they gave me a hard time he's like well this ain't the home depot brother
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> now put a <laughs> take that condom off we're gonna go have a sex scene <laughs> yeah
0: it was a huge the the john Wayne bobbit uncut was a huge success but John didn't see a lot of money from it, which I love. Good. Ron saw most of the money from nice. the other producers. Um, he did do a few more porns. You can find them online, etc. Meanwhile, this is not meanwhile. This is all like throughout the years after their trials. Playboy offered Lorena $1 million to Pose, but she declined. And she went back to her manicurist job. Good for her. And had a quiet life. She went back to her maiden name of Lorena Gallo. And then she later met her future, her now husband, Dave Bellinger, has a kid and eventually begins a nonprofit called the Lorena Gallo Foundation to help battered women. In 1997, Lorena Bat was back in the headlines again when her mom took her to trial for physical abuse and assault. but She was once again found not guilty.
2: Hmm. The mom is like a, the mom I feel like that is a weirdo too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Because the mom like
2: called.
0: Her, yeah. uh you missed miss in the first episode? But the mom called, um, the police on Lorena when she was staying with her and John because Lorena was attacking John, according to the to the
1: mom. So she's just trying to fucking.
0: She seems weird. Yeah, we're like, what the hell's up with the mom?
1: She, yeah. called, she called on she called the cops on her daughter too mm-hmm. to defend her piece of shit husband.
0: Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. That's right. What- John has been arrested and charged several times with physical assault and abuse. Mm. Starting in nineteen ninety four, a year after his trial, when his then girlfriend accused him of hitting and shoving her. He was sentenced to fifteen days and continues to have charges brought against him to this day. <laughs> Including raping and hanging a woman over a balcony. Oh my God. He did that to adult film star Desiree in a hotel room in Vegas. She said that he even told her that I was his Lorena now. Oh my God. And neither she nor I or anyone that he had been with would ever escape him. He kept her tied up for three days. Before letting her go, and yet nothing was done. What the fuck?
1: He yeah, gets like light I,
0: sentences every time.
1: Yeah,
2: Ugh. yeah. It was. It's crazy. I didn't believe this at first, but then we find out something interesting—not interesting, but something creepy about John, which is that he has been sending Lorena letters and reaching out to her. So I didn't believe this at first, but then I was like, once I found that out, I was like, I bet he did say that. He did. Because it's a dumb fucking thing to say. (laughs) So I bet John did go like, you're my Lorena now.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He said, and, and he's always sent Lorena letters and messages. And when they were on the Insider in 2009, they were both on the Insider at the same time. Um, which, if you don't know, is I don't know if it's still on. It's like a it's like a tabloid TV show
1: on like NBC. Oh yeah, Insider
0: but, Edition. Yeah, I think no, but there was one called The Insider. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh okay, yeah. for a while.
1: It's like Current Affair.
0: Yeah, um, and he tells her on the program that he still has feelings for her and that he still loves her, and she's like not fazed by it because she knows because she's been he's been sending her all these messages the whole time and like flowers and shit. Then, when the program Twenty Twenty caught up with John again in two thousand and nineteen, he was hunting for a treasure chest.
1: <laughs> I you were gonna say, "Dear,"
0: no. He is hey, in two thousand. As of two thousand nineteen, John is hunting for a treasure chest in the Adirondack Mountains. That's what, what he's a doing. Fucking idiot. And his hope, his hope. Was that he find it, because he has a map, and he hopes he finds it, and that Trump would have invited him to the White House (laughs) to congratulate him. You can't make this up! No, no. I mean,
2: honestly, I think Trump would have invited him to the White House. Either way, yeah. Yeah, he should have just made a reservation. Um, (laughs) He can't do that. He
1: doesn't know how to do that. I, I like to think John Wayne Bobbitt's dressed up like fucking Jack Sparrow. (laughs) <laughs> in oh. the Adirondacks, where a pirate shouldn't be, and he's just like, I'm gonna find this fucking treasure. And then Trump's gonna invite me to the fucking wine
0: house? That's what he wishes he was out there. He's drunk as <laughs> yeah. shit and he's, like, screaming at trees. And he thinks he's yeah. Johnny Depp <laughs> and charming like, like yeah. Jack Sparrow.
2: Yeah, he's got, like, a a like a bush and a headlock. You're right, <laughs> right, fucking right
3: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like there's like Rose a bushes. scene where
2: he's like at a gun range shooting and he's wearing like a punisher's t-shirt and he looks like a fucking tool and it's just like oh my god dude like come on
1: that comic character has been ruined by so many oh. fucking assholes and cops and all that shit it's just like... and
2: also it's like people not understanding what it is yeah like, he all. hated the police He hated them. He hated justice. He hated everything.
1: Hated the cops. We
0: have talked about this before. Sorry. (laughs) sorry, sorry. I know you guys are so passionate about your love for the Punisher. Just
2: like he was an anti-hero. Yes. Okay. Sorry.
0: Um, Lorena continues advocating for women and using her story to show that there are consequences to domestic abuse and no one should have to be treated the way that she was treated. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is the story of Lorena and John Wayne Bobbitt.
1: Good lord!
2: Yeah, Lorena, I feel like really turned it into a thing, and she just sort of like it just cho- shows her true character. You know, she does
0: a great job. She even went on like the Steve Harvey show, and Steve Harvey does like a whole bit. He does like, a a tight five about it. <laughs>
3: he,
2: she's, does a t- he does a tight five sitting in a comfy chair next to her and she's just laughing and yeah. it's like good for you but he's gonna yeah. do that whole thing
0: of like why you gotta throw it <laughs> i thought it
2: was oh funny. my I, god this the thing
0: i am a steve harvey fan i love steve harvey i <laughs> laugh partial. at all his jokes
3: <laughs> <laughs> have you ever heard steve
2: harvey talk about the i think we did her the woman who killed who said her kids were kidnapped by a black man he did mm-hmm. that bit
0: no, I didn't hear that oh, bit. Oh,
2: it was so funny. He goes, he, he, something, I'm going to butcher it, but watch it. He goes, you know that it wasn't, Uh, she had all her clothes on when she said this. And if, if, if you were a real mother, this is a black woman and her kids were stolen, she, she would have lost a shoe. She would have taken off her shoes and thrown it at the car. <laughs> she would have thrown her earrings at the
0: car. Like, it, all this. Stuff. It was really funny. And he, he like, acts it all out. I he's think great. Great. he's great. And right, right, I'm he's his right. target uh, audience, I think. Because also the whole audience is like, it's just it's Latino mothers like, laughing. Yeah, <laughs> that's
2: hilarious. It's yeah. all
3: Latino mothers.
2: But but Yay. I just think it's funny yeah. that like I just think it's funny that he keeps pop- he kept popping out of the comfy chair to tell to do more reenactments. He did and a good job. And it was just like oh, it was. But she but she she, she brought it back yeah, to a serious exactly. point. That's what I was. And I was say. like, way to go. <laughs> yeah,
0: Kay. she brings it so back every time. She does a great job. She's very graceful and she's very reserved and and um, you know meanwhile, we're all on her side
2: <laughs> meanwhile the bunny ranch hired John and like we're desperately trying to keep him but he was such a fucking moron that they could not keep him oh my God. he kept screwing up he kept he they couldn't they could they had to hire a second bartender because when he worked the bar <laughs> he didn't know how to mi- mix the drinks correctly
3: Oh so they had,
2: a, wow. had a second bartender to work the bar when he was working the bar. I mean, it's like, what Unbelievable. the hell? And he would talk, he would go and he would talk pe- men's ears off
0: forever and it was like, dude, they're not here for you. <laughs> they're here to- you're to have <laughs> sex with women. He can't understand the concept of somebody not being there to see him
3: yeah.
1: anywhere.
0: Yeah. Anywhere that he goes.
1: And hear about his love of anal trauma.
0: Yeah, And <laughs> yeah. in the latest 2020 when he's like when she, the reporter asks him like why do you think that you've been charged so many times with violence against your partners and he's like I love too much <laughs> I, love too, <laughs> I fast. love too much like you fucking yeah. moron you're so, <laughs> such a waste of space but I
2: mean doesn't that also tell you what his version of love is it's like oh so yeah. you don't understand what love is
3: then yeah you you're, don't know what
2: love is you're a freaking idiot
3: yeah.
2: Wow. Well, it has been. Thank you so much, Maria. It's been a joy watching you tell the story while also licking spicy salt out of your hand. So.
0: <laughs> I have a problem. <laughs> I have an addiction to tahine.
1: If anybody I would like to send, send tahine to us for <laughs> so Maria.
0: Reduce sodium,
2: please.
1: Yeah, reduce sodium tahine. Uh has.
2: Random anytime there's a there, anytime there's a lull that's Maria's licking tahine out of her hand. I'm just letting you know.
0: <laughs> that, <laughs> there are worse no. things. But thank you very there much. There are worse Maria. things for sure. Yeah, you could yeah. be cutting off penises. Yeah. <laughs> you can be yeah. losing a penis. Exactly. Okay. Thank you guys for listening. Check out the Patreon. Check out all the things. Follow us on Instagram. Follow at Bloody Podcast, follow at hashtag, hashtag, follow at LoriUliar, and follow at Maria. Maria Felix. La for stuff you. all the time. Boom. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, guys. Have a good night.